Welcome back, welcome back. We are back again. It's Wednesday. We got women in wrestling. Used to be women on Wednesday, but women in wrestling makes it a lot better. Today we have the captain, Vicky Dreamboat. We talked to her about her love of wrestling. We also talk about her driving this 100-ton boat that she's been certified in. Improv comedy and much more. You can always watch the video version on the YouTube We'll go ahead, sit back, relax, listen to this, and our new women in wrestling. I love wrestling. Check us out. And you, you love, love wrestling. wrestling? We love wrestling? Watch that shit, bitch. I'm even rapping. Hey, y'all, what's up? It's Vicky, the Captain Dreamboat. And if I love wrestling, and you love wrestling, then we love wrestling yeah welcome to women in wrestling we back again you know we like to spotlight different women in wrestling people that we love to watch people that we love to pay attention to and wrestle this person here um she actually comes highly recommended with by someone um and before we get started here vicky i actually want to play what was said about you, if you don't mind. Oh, no, I can't wait. I'm nervous. Let's go. <laughs> don't be nervous. Here's <laughs> oh. your first interview for the world new y'all. Who are two people that the world don't know that the world needs to know that's going to come up that you know? I got the first one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Vicky Dreamboat. Yeah. <sighs> Vicky Dreamboat is a girl who has been training at this Nightmare Factory for I don't know how long, probably about almost um, six months. Mm -hmm. She broke her foot. She came back. But I've never seen someone so determined, so willed, and work so hard at this. And she's such a and sweet, she's, so, she's a decent human yeah, being. She's amazing. <laughs> you can put out your own two person as well. But I feel like she deserves as much as this wrestling business can possibly give her. I also feel that way about Angelica Risk. We did y'all first interview for the world new y'all. Oh, so. Man, I love them. Oh, <laughs> them come through. That's so we awesome. Have, Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> we have with us today, Miss Vicky Dreamboat, the captain. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm extra great after hearing that. Man, it's Always good when your girls come through for you, which I would never expect anything less, but I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. That was about three months ago. They put you and yeah. Angelica Risk over and was like, you should talk to them. I said, okay, let me let me get familiar with her and then I'm going to talk to her. But awesome. uh, the first question I always ask here, Vicky, is why do you love wrestling or what started your love for wrestling? Oh, man. Yeah, I'll try to keep it brief because I could talk all day about it, right? <laughs> so. Um, I didn't actually, I have a different story than a lot of people. I didn't grow up watching wrestling, right? Like I actually didn't even start watching wrestling until like four years ago. And I've been wrestling like cumulatively less than, less about about a year now, just slightly over a year. Um, something about uh, being able to do physical storytelling is like the easiest way that I can phrase it, right? Because I've always been a performer and I've always liked being athletic and I've never found a way to merge the two things until I was introduced to wrestling. Um, I would also say the very first match that I ever saw was uh, The Undertaker versus Mankind, Hell in a Cell. And just like being a person who, because I do improv 
comedy. And so being a person who's like very tuned into crowds and like reading the crowd and feeling what the crowd feels or like caring about that, watching that match and just listening to the crowd response, knowing absolutely nothing about wrestling, absolutely nothing about mankind or Undertaker, but like understanding what they had just done um, on purpose or not, uh, wanting to like, I just wanted to bottle that feeling and like swallow it and keep it with me forever. Um, so I think like wanting to be able to do that kind of thing is what I love. One of the things that I love about wrestling is like having that kind of goal of being able to affect that many people and like help people um, kind of like suspend their disbelief and get out of their own reality and into mine for even like a short period of time. That's, that's my, that's kind of the thing that keeps me going with wrestling. Well, you brought it up, so I want I want to go ahead and ask it before I forget about it. Uh, improv comedy, how how long have you been doing improv comedy? Also, like about about two years on and off. There was a whole year in there where I couldn't do much of anything. Um, but in 2020, I started, and I was only doing it for about three months, and then you know the world shut down, and then blah blah blah. So starting in 2021, my fiance and I moved here to Jacksonville, and he started a second improv comedy club, and so I started performing regularly in 2021. So. Um, now I'm like, I'm one of the managers at the club and I help with day-to-day -day operations and I perform in shows every weekend that I'm not wrestling. So lots of shows. We have four shows every weekend that I would say I'm in usually all four, unless I'm wrestling when I'm in two. This is a question, uh, from Maddie, who's not here. Um, is Vicky Dreamboat your real name or how did you come up with that? <laughs> no, it is not my real name. Um, Ricky, the dragon steamboat is one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, and I'm actually, I am a boat captain. That is my job when I'm not at the Improv Comedy Club. I do drive boats for a living. Um, I've been in I've been in and around boats for about eight years now. I've had my U.S. Coast Guard license, 100-ton captain's license for six years, five years. Um, so the captain thing came naturally, and it sounds like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, right? Ricky the Captain Dreamboat. Um, so it kind of came, I think Alex helped me create the name. I don't remember exactly who came up with what. Uh, so, you know, credit where credit is due, if I could remember. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to do a kind of an homage to him, even though I know I'll never like measure up to that. And it was also like, play what you know. And I know a lot about boats. So, 100 ton boat. Uh, you thinking about doing like a wrestling cruise or improv comedy cruise out here? I feel like Jericho's got the market on that, man. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think I can compete with Chris Jericho, but I would try. Like, if he'll have me, I'll pop on there. I would love to. That would, that's like one of my dreams is to wrestle on that cruise, man. I really want to do that. Y'all get her name to Chris Jericho so she can get on that cruise. <laughs> At um, Chris Jericho, please let Vicky drive the cruise boat. Chris At I am Jericho. Anybody watching? At I am Jericho. Make sure y'all get that over. So you said you've been sailing boats for eight years. Then you've been doing improv so for two years. So how do you go from that to getting into the nightmare? She trained at the Nightmare Factory. I kind I of gave it up. So how do you go from that to get into the nightmare factory to train for wrestling? Good question. Um, a lot of these things were happening concurrently. And actually, to be able to afford the top tier world class uh, camp at the nightmare factory and training, I had to go back. So I live in Jacksonville, Florida. I had to go back to Seattle and drive boats for almost three months um, just to like get back into the swing of things and make money. And I was doing improv there as well. Um, so all of these things were happening at once. I made enough money over the summer. And then in October of 2021, went to the Nightmare Factory, broke my foot in December, and then went back um, in March. And so I've been like all over the place with that. Um, but I, I kind of had been around wrestling uh, towards like, the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. And I'd kind of been like backyard trained, but not really ever doing anything, no live shows until July of 2021. 
Um, and after I did my first ever live show, I decided that I wanted to take it seriously and get trained for real, uh, not be kind of like, um, not, and this is like nothing to the people that were training me, like the people that let me train with them were amazing. Um, Dean Cooper, Pitbull Jones, like awesome guys, uh, but it wasn't the same as going to a school, right? Um, and so like knowing that I could like take it to the next level, I really wanted to do that. So I decided to go to the Nightmare Factory in July of uh, 2021. Mm. So July, 2021, you say you broke your foot like two months later? December, December. December. I was at the Nightmare Factory in October. So I did that October camp. I broke my foot. It was like end of November, beginning of December. I was supposed to make my AW Dark debut actually. And uh, I had talked to Coach Cody and Coach Cody was like, no, we got you. We're going to book you like all this. This is, you know, like back in 2021, right? And I was like, okay, great. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And then like I get in the ring and start working on my match. Crack, boom, foot's broken. I'm out for almost six months. It's crazy. So getting into it. You break your foot. Do you think about like not going back, or do you? Or does that make you want to? You know, I'm gonna get back in here. I'm gonna get back and do it. I'll be completely honest with you. I think about not going back every day, <laughs> and I think about going like because I don't go to the Nightmare Factory anymore. But I think about not wrestling every day, and it's just like I have two conflicting needs, right? Like I have the need to wrestle, and I have like the frustration that comes with wrestling. Um, and the two things somehow like coexist and li live in tandem, but I drove six hours. So I drove 12 hours a week. I drove six hours to Atlanta and six hours back to Jacksonville twice a week for six months straight. And for four of those months, I was hurt. If that's not dedication to wrestling, I don't know what is. Cause I was literally just sitting ringside wishing that I could be in the ring, you know? So it's like, I, I thought about it. I thought about not wrestling, um, but I couldn't, I couldn't give it up. I knew that I had to like, it felt like a, like a purpose almost. I don't know if that makes sense, but six hours, how many times a week? Twice a week. So 12 hours a week of driving every Sunday night. I would drive to Atlanta, do camp Monday through Thursday, drive back Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, work at the club or work at, um, at the comedy club or work around Jacksonville, work here from home or whatever, drive back Sunday, rinse, repeat for six months, almost, almost every single week. There were, I missed, I think two weeks just because it was like, I was hurt and I was, you know, they were like, all right, you just had surgery. You're on painkillers. You can't go back. Oh, fine. All right. I won't drive. But aside from that, like all the time, back and forth. That, that makes me tired thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't know. I don't know how or why I did it, but at the time it felt right. And I'm, I'm I stand by the decision. Uh, did it prep you for being like getting booked to go to shows and everything? Cause a lot of independent wrestlers, they, they travel, they travel longer than the time that they're wrestling. So I, yeah, a hundred percent. I've done the drive um, to Atlanta since for shows where I was booked for five minute matches and I drive for six hours, get to the venue four hours early, hang out, play a match, do whatever you do, wrestle, break down the ring, clean everything up, drive six hours home. Like it's just the, it's the nature of the business. You know what I mean? Um, and I think it definitely did prepare me for it because to me, like I'm always comparing, well, I'm going to work a show and before I was going to train. So if I'm not willing to drive the same distance to do the thing that I trained for, like, what am I even doing it for? You know? Um, so I think it, it, that's a really good question. I've never thought about it, but I think that you're absolutely right. It definitely did prepare me for it. So Vicky, I got to ask you this uh, on all your trips, the drives that you're taking. Um, <laughs> are you going, are, are you out here finding the snacks going on your quest? And I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> my top 
I, you didn't ask this question, but I'm gonna answer it like you did ask me this. My top snacks are those, you know, those like Ritz peanut butter crackers. Oh yeah, that's like my next mini. question coming. Yeah. Yo, they're like two dollars at a Circle K, and there's like those mini bags that are supposed to be one serving. I don't know how many. It's like too many calories. I I would just sit and be like, hell, I'm gonna eat all of them. <laughs> like bags of popcorn. Um, a, you know, protein bars. I ate so many. I eat. I eat a lot of protein bars. That was pretty much my diet. It was like Ritz crackers, bananas, and protein bars. Driving back and forth all the time, and the snacks came through. I tell you what. Is there any snack that you're craving when you're on the road that you can't get to? Mm. That's a good question, man. No, I mean I think that like I'm. I got pretty good at driving and eating. So anything that I was like, I really want this, you know, like with the exception of maybe like soup, I found a way where there's a, where there's a will, there's a way. And if there was a snack I wanted, I would usually like factor it into my driving time. Right. If it's like, no, I really want to go to um, Arby's and get like a chicken wrap or something. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to figure out how to eat that while I drive. Cause I've only got so much time. <laughs> Dedicated wrestling and kid snacks. Those are the two. Those are the two things. Uh let's keep going then i i went to your your brain buster t website i was like let me let me see what type of shirts you got um some came out to me so if you got listening or watching you watching this on a wednesday uh show me booty wednesday oh yeah uh, i forgot about that <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's hump day you know i used to do a bikini shoot so every wednesday this was like when i first started my instagram like a year and a half or two years ago. And so every Wednesday I would post like a different, I would be like, all right, girls, like, and I had a few girls that were doing it with me for a minute and then everybody dropped off and I was like, I guess we're not doing that anymore because I wasn't about to do it by myself, but I would do just like a cute, like a some kind of like booty pose or whatever, just kind of like a, um, like a, a we're doing our thing, everybody flex your stuff and uh, guns or buns, make it happen. So every Wednesday, every hump day, I was doing that for a minute. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that you love your snacks you are, are you you are you always in the gym because i saw uh somewhere that said that you're also a model so how do you balance working out with snacks because i try to balance yeah. it. i can't myself all the time so how's that for you um, you know, I do different things. I, right now, our good friend who moved here for, with us from Seattle, um, his name is Adam Fangman, and he's a powerlifting coach. And ever since I started lifting with him, between that and doing cardio, somewhere between like three and five days a week, I barely even have to track my food anymore because I'm just like, I'm burning so much and I'm wrestling and I'm doing all of this. Like it doesn't, uh, I also tend to have like pretty healthy food choices in my life day to day. Uh, like I try my macros, even if it's just mentally because I've been doing it for so long. And then I'll have like one cheat day every single week or two per week where I'm just like, this is a refeed day. I don't even care. I'm going to eat whatever I want. And then the rest of the day, I'm like a little bit more regimented. So I think it's all about balance. Like you figure out what works for your body and like what, you know, what you can do um, uh, exercise wise and like nutrition wise to kind of keep your quality of life high, but also like, you know, keep yourself active enough that you're not just keeping all the snacks in your body all the time. It's like okay. using the energy rather than storing it. If that makes sense. Okay. Uh, everybody's gonna want to know about this. Uh, people always talk about it. So, you you got to be on AW Dark. Um, I did down there. You faced Julia Hart. I did, uh, and Abaddon and Robin Renegade. She named them for you. 
Um, how, I'm how sorry. <laughs> this is great. How was those experiences for you? Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, like I, you know, uh, Robin is one of my best friends in the world, and so is Charlotte. Honestly, like I love those girls to death. Um, and I got to wrestle both of them. Uh, I was so so I wrestled Abaddon first, and I was so eerily calm because. I had just felt so prepared, like everything that I had done for the past six months, whether it was just sitting ringside on my crutches or whatever, like being hurt, but absorbing all of the coach's knowledge, or it was training in the ring, or it was everything I'd done in the gym. Like it was very much like a everything came together. And I just like, I felt like I meant to be there and I had done what I needed to do to be prepared. Um, I expected to be super nervous. And I was really, I was like a complete basket case two weeks leading up to AW Dark. Like I could, I was snapping at everybody. Like I was losing my mind because I was like, I'm going to mess it up and my whole life is going to be over. And then I got there and we planned our match and I went out there and I just took a breath and went, Nope, I am exactly where I need to be. Um, so it was a, it was a wild experience because I really expected to be like out of my mind. And I guess I got all that out of the way, the two weeks that I spent being completely insane uh, leading up to it. Um, the environment is really positive backstage, especially at the, I've only been to the Orlando tapings, but everybody like, everybody wants everyone to succeed. Um, so all of the coaches and the trainers and like all of the talent, like everybody's just super, super nice, very friendly. Um, and you know, like, you don't, I didn't feel out of place or like, I didn't belong there. Like just because I was like enhancement or whatever, right. It was very much an environment where I was like, no, I've got people that I know and I was fortunate and I, um, I'm here to do my job and I'm grateful to have a job to do. So I've only got positive things to say about it. So you named three people. Um, I, I usually, I asked a different version of this question later, but just being down there at the AW Tark tapings, this is uh, something from Maddie y'all. So who are some <laughs> other people in AW you like to face or you saw that you would like to take on? My, one of my dream matches is Chris Statlander. Mm. Um, big, big time dream match. And I'm hoping that she heals up super, super quick so I can like find a way to wrestle her because I really want to wrestle Chris. Um, I would also say, oh gosh, it's hard. There's a long list. I really want to wrestle Nyla Rose. Um, I think that would be cool. Uh, Marina Shafir would be awesome. Layla Gray and I like, we are like ships in the night. Like we've passed each other a ton. And you know, it seems like, oh, like we were just the same promotion, but a month apart. Um, and then of course, Kylan King. Kylan King is like way up there, top of my list. Like if you said, Vicky, you can have one match and then your career is over, I would want it to be Kylan King. Mm, the King. That's that's a big match right there. Yeah. Sorry, I have to do this, Vicky. Um, I just wanted to know, were your parents okay with signing a permission slip to let you be on AW Dark? Oh no, I knew you were gonna bring it. <laughs> Yes, they did. Both my mom and dad signed my permission slip. Thank you. They they gave me they gave me two weeks advance notice, so I was I was allowed to take the school bus there as long as I texted them on the hour every hour. I believe, and I I may be lying when I say this, but I, I think you wrote something on Twitter like last week yeah, or two yeah. weeks ago where people Dude, were inboxing you about being sixteen or something. Yeah. So I during the match with Julia, which also I forgot to mention this, working with Julia was amazing, incredible, wonderful, like just as good of an experience as I had with Abaddon and Robin. Um, but after that match or during the match in the live chat, people were like, are either of these girls over age, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, whatever, Julia. I mean, Julia is like 19 or 20, right? Like she's young, um, but uh, I'm old, like, old, 
quote unquote for the wrestling business. Like I'm 27 and people were like, Vicky looks 16, Vicky looks 16. And I was like, yeah, whatever. But then because people saw the comments, they started inboxing me on Twitter and on DMing me on Instagram and being like, Hey, like I thought that they wouldn't even let Nick Wayne do this. Like, what did you do? Like some, I don't know how, um, how explicit of content can I say on this show? Cause I don't want to break any rules here. We not PG. All right, somebody said, who did you blow to get on AW Dark at 16 years old? Like crazy stuff, like what? Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm not trying to like drag anybody. I'm not trying to like make anybody else get canceled, but I do want to address this. I'm tired of getting these messages. So I wrote a little, I wrote a little, a little tweet. It wasn't too spicy. I thought it was very polite con considering the kind of shit that I had been like getting in my goddamn inbox. And I was like, y'all, I am not underage. And even if I was, especially if I was, why are you taking the time to message somebody that y'all think is 17 or whatever? That's gross. Um, and then it got it got a little bit of traction. I ended up getting like another thousand followers or something from it. And like people were like, oh, like some people understood. And then some people responded um, and messaged me and they were like, it's terrible that Tony Khan let a 16 year old on AEW Dark. And I was like, did you not read the tweet? What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, that was my, that's my current, uh, my most recent like Twitter silly whatever thing that happened. Cause I was just, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't even mad about it to be honest. Cause like, I'm not about to be upset that somebody's like, you look young. It's like, well, thanks. But uh, the thing that I was, I don't like any, any like tones of disrespect or like um, people, uh, trying to like get attention, get negative attention just so they get attention. That kind of stuff really, really annoys me. So I was like, I'm going to try to deal with this as respectfully as possible, but I am kind of sick of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gary puts you on a favorite comedian. Mm. You know, that's, I get that question a lot and it changes every time. Lately, um, we've been listening to and watching a lot of like old Norm MacDonald clips. So Norm MacDonald is good. Uh, I because I do improv and I don't do stand up, I don't have like my icons of stand up, right? Like, um, so I would say, like, everybody who's ever been on Whose Line Is It Anyway, which sounds like a cop out, but it didn't. Hey, <laughs> also, dude, that's what I do. That's exactly like almost like to the T, the same kind of games and everything. That's what we do at our club in Jacksonville. Um, and then I don't know if you've ever seen Wild and Out, yeah, uh, yeah, but that show, like, I love that show too. Um, I would say, yeah, but like <laughs> Drew Carey, Wayne Brady, Colin Mockery, Ryan Stiles, like all those guys, like they're the real deal. Those hey, stuff. hey, Charlie Clips, I'm sending you this clip. Get Vicky Dreamboat on an episode of Wild and Out. Please. Please. Yeah, like Whose Line is, that's one of the shows where I, I remember I used to come on at like 11 o'clock in college and I, I would be up and I always watch both episodes and over yeah. a semester, it became one of my favorite shows. I still go back and watch it now. Uh, <laughs> you said you're in Jacksonville. I am. I'll be in Jacksonville sometimes. When you at your comedy club, how often do you uh, do your improv shows? Yeah, so it's called First Coast Comedy, and it's every single Friday and Saturday, 7.30 and 10 o'clock. So 7.30 is like our show that's very similar to Whose Line Is It, Whose Line is it Anyway, in that People can bring their kids, like, and everybody will have a good time. Like, we're not going to say any foul, like, there's no foul language, nothing like that. The 10 o'clock show is like uh, improv comedy after dark. So it's very, very raunchy, very dirty. Um, not not for everybody. Do not bring the kids. Do not bring grandma. That's the 10 o'clock show. But every weekend we've got shows. People can go to firstcoastcomedy.com. Shameless plug. So firstcoastcomedy.com. You yes, always know the link could be in the uh, description here. Uh, you said every Friday and Saturday, but 
if you get booked, do you, are you just not there at the show, or how are you? Yeah, so if I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, yes, okay. sir. So if I'm wrestling, um, the shows go on, right? Like we have a cast of people, just like who's lined. We have anywhere from two person shows to six person shows, and I make the schedule. Um, so I'll know in advance if I'm booked, so I just won't schedule myself that night. I try to take four wrestling bookings a month and then do four nights of shows a month. Um, so that at minimum, right, uh, with the shows. But there's a lot of weekends that it's like, okay, well, I'm wrestling Friday and Saturday, so I'm not at the club at all. Um, or like I have three weekends where I'm doing all four shows at the club and then one weekend that's just wrestling or, you know, whatever. So I try to balance it. Um, but I also work, you know, like in, a, in the tourism industry, which is weekends. So during the week is kind of my time to like catch up on everything. And then the weekends are just slammed no matter what. We have two shows tomorrow, two shows on Saturday, wrestling next weekend. Like there's a lot going on. Vicky, you're making me tired just talking about it. Um, That's, I live off caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. So you said you've been wrestling for under a year. What states have you wrestled in as of now? Yeah, so it's. I think I misspoke earlier. It's been about a year. I, de I debuted no. live in July of last year. Um, I just don't want anybody to go on YouTube and be like, Vicky lied on a podcast. No, I didn't. I misspoke. Um, <laughs> 16 year old Vicky lied on a podcast, but, um, I, uh, <laughs> I have wrestled in Georgia, uh, Florida, um, Washington state, uh, Alabama. I think that's it. Oh, is that it? Yeah. I think that's it. I feel like I'm forgetting an important one in Oregon, but I didn't, I didn't actually wrestle, wrestle in Oregon. I just trained there briefly. So mm -hmm. just four States. I've got a lot. I've got a lot of them to go. Shoot your shot, Vic. Anywhere you're trying to go to any places yeah. you've been working at? Yeah, um, I, I'm actually going to be at CCW at Coastal Championship Wrestling, which is still Florida, but it's a big promotion. It's a good promotion. So I'm really, really excited for that. Isn't Colleen um, the champ down there? She is. I don't think I'm up for that. I don't think I'm up for belt <laughs> by any means. I think I'll probably just be be in a match real quick. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, no, that'll be cool. I love her. She's so nice. Uh, so we'll see about that. Um, I would like to go to New York. I would like to go to New Jersey. I would like to go to... I'm. I spent five years in Alaska and that's where I got all my sea time for my captain's license. So I would like to wrestle in Alaska. Anchorage would be really cool. Um, I also want to wrestle in um, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas. Texas wrestling is wild and I want to go do like a whole Texas deal. So hopefully all that happens. I'm, um, I'm getting married next weekend. So after that's done, and I'm going to be able to like do a whole bunch of wrestling stuff, but it's like the between all the work and everything that's been happening, all the wrestling and all the comedy stuff, it's like too much to try to reach out to a bunch of promoters and try to get booked when like you're planning a big event. Oh my goodness, you get married next week? Yeah, I'm sorry, Trey. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing, love. Thank you. How long have you guys been together? Um, about two years, two and a half years. Beautiful. Oh, congratulations on your wedding. You know, it's always good to see people in love and, you know, just being happy, you know. Thank you. Snacks or your uh, or your soon-to-be husband? Which one? Snacks. <laughs> and it's not close. It's not close. Gun to my head, it's snacks every time. Guys, if we see Vicky at a show, take her snacks. Uh, treat, her, treat her like we used to do uh, high on at Shimmer. She uh, 
Oreo cookie. So my buddy would always bring her Oreo cookies every time. Um, Man, yeah. So we're going to get you some snacks. I'll probably it up. at a show at some point because I do travel a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm going to ask this question that I always ask. Let me scoot in a little bit. Okay, here I'll don't scoot me, in too. Don't mess up my numbers, Vicky. Uh, the Rocker Stone Coat. Mm. Oh, that's so hard. Mm. My body hurts. Mm. I think Stone Cold. Mm. I think Stone Cold, and I'll tell you why. I will tell you why. It's very, it's a very practical answer. Those are like my two, two of my four favorite wrestlers. So that was a very difficult choice for me. Um, With uh, regards to Stone Cold's career, I think that I just relate to his path a little bit more because he was stunning Steve Austin and he was getting his ass whooped forever, forever. And he persevered. Do you know what I mean? And now he is who he is. And he's one of the most relatable pro wrestlers of all time. And uh, he is like the epitome of keep it simple, stupid. You know, it's like all you have to do is do what you do and don't do any more. No less, no more, no less. People love him. They love him. I love him. And he is the kind of wrestler who it's like he's not going in there trying to do like crazy sports entertainment stuff left and right. Like he knows exactly what he needs to do to tell a good story and to have a good match every single time. And that all of that said, so did The Rock. I just think that with the struggle that Steve Austin had and being somebody who is like going through a, uh, nowhere near that struggle, but like going through my own journey right now, that particular story is more relatable to me. That being said, I love The Rock and my whole heart hurts that I had to make that choice. Love The Rock. Like we always say every week, guys, there's no right or wrong answer to that question. Uh we are up, you know, I padded the score, uh, the rock 17 stone Cold 13. It's always fun to see who people pick, um, but they're both great. They're both great. Uh, what is one thing that is perfectly legal, perfectly legal that you are addicted to Vicky? Um, this is like really anno- like, this is like, I would be annoyed if somebody else gave this answer, but exercise. I'm like a total gym rat. I'm a, I am feel like I'm like addicted to lifting weights. If I go more than two days without lifting, I'm like, I'm a mess. I just, my mental's wrong. Totally a mess. Uh, uh, second, second only to like tequila. Tequila would be the second one, but that's becomes like a phone call to somebody to take care of me and I'm not addicted in that way. So I think exercise is a safer bet. There's no, there's no wrong answer with that. Uh, you just asked something that you're addicted to. Uh, now nah, we're going to go ahead and go with this spot here, Vicky. Uh, uh-huh. We call this <clears throat> our put yourself over moment. This is where you let the people know yeah, social media, anything uh, like we've been doing the whole time, anything you got coming up, uh, ways they can support you. Uh, we just want you to put yourself over. Well, thank you for the opportunity to do this. I will make it quick. Um, currently, VickyDreamboat.com goes to my Brainbuster Tees site, but it will be going to an actual website of my a bunch of other stuff. 
Uh, so keep an eye on VickyDreamboat.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at VickyDreamboat or Twitter, Vicky underscore Dreamboat uh, and TikTok, but I don't post anything there. It's actually pretty embarrassing. Don't follow my TikTok. You can get my merchandise on Brainbuster Tees. Um, and if you want to come and see a show at First Coast Comedy, come and visit me in Jacksonville, Florida. I have uh, Pro Wrestling Action is the next show on October 2nd in Orlando, Florida. So if you're in the Florida area, go to ProWrestlingAction.com and you can buy tickets for that too. That's all I got. Ooh. Get to know Vicky Dreamboat out here at a wrestling show at a comedy club. Tell her what's up. Don't tell her we love wrestling since you though. Just go up and introduce yourself um, until I meet her. Then after that, That's you right. can tell her we love wrestling since you. Uh, Vicky, <clears throat> you do improv, so I'm, I'm just going to ask you. To, you don't really do stand up, but you know, I did a little improv myself back in the day. Okay. Uh, I just want you. I'm not gonna do anything with you now. <laughs> so you good? I just want to know <laughs> what is one funny joke that you know. Oh man! Um, if you had to make somebody laugh, and it was like make them laugh, or we're not gonna let you keep going, what would you do? This is a really dumb joke. Like it's not even really a joke. It's just a dumb one-liner. Uh, what do you see when the Pillsbury Doughboy bends over? <laughs> what do you see? Donuts. We're going to get up out of here with Vicky. You know what? Um, <laughs> I failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I mean, have I... another one. I have another one. Wait, I have another one. Uh, this one uh, This one is not popular with the ladies, except for the ladies that think it's funny. Um, why do women make terrible truck drivers? Why? Because when you give them a full load, it takes them nine months to deliver. I was a thinker. I mean, I got what you were saying. I was wondering if I would get chopped off of YouTube for that joke, but I should be good. We good with that. YouTube. I saw it. I saw it on a female comedian's TikTok. She didn't get shut down, and it was a girl telling it. Oh, yeah. Then we good with that. We're two, super good. She gave us two jokes. I just asked for one, but she gave us two. I did. The last question I've been asking Vicky. Uh, please don't be offended by this. Uh, Not at all. Somebody told me that I have to ask this question again. I've only asked so far four people. Now that I'm bringing it back, you know the term "bust your ass." Yeah. Who's the first person when you started wrestling that bust your ass? Mm, probably my good friend uh, Dean Cooper, who's also a professional wrestler. Um, and he, and I deserved it. <laughs> I deserved it. It toughened me up real quick. I would say he did it, but he did it with, from a place of love. So I would say Dean Cooper did. Dean Cooper. Yeah. The ultimate guy is his name. Tug, T-U-G, Dean Cooper. T-U-D, that, that's, oh, I was going to say, that's an Instagram name? Yeah, I think if you look him up, I think if you just type in Dean Cooper, he'll pop right up. This is the official last question. Then we're going to get out of here. We thank Vicky for giving us this time. But Vicky, you gave yeah. us people in the AEW, but three people on the independent scene that you would like to face if you could. Who would those three people be? Um. Oh, man. Uh, I've already faced her, but I want to face her. Well, she's she's also Marina Tucker. I want to wrestle Marina Tucker again so bad. I think she's amazing. Um. I want to. Oh, my gosh. There's like so many names popping through my head right now. Kia Dream uh, and then Hyena Hira. I want to wrestle her as well. So those are the three that I like. Boop, boop, boop. 
first off the cuff, but there's so many, like, I can't think of any women I don't want to face, to be honest. That's the Indies are exploding with like incredible female talent. And I'm just grateful to be among them. Kiana, Kaya, uh, Maria. You may hear from me down the road, but Vicky, oh. I like, thank you for giving this time and coming on the show. Um, as always, you know, as I tell people when they come on, if you ever have anything or anything you want to get out to people, let us know. We will put it out for you, but we have an open door here. Uh, next time, if we get you on, you know, have the rest of the women come through and, and see how that goes together. But I like her, guys. You should like her, too. If you don't know her, make sure you follow her. All the links, again, in the description. If you're listening on the podcast platform, it's also in the description. But I'm Trey D, and like I always say, if I love wrestling and you love wrestling, then we love wrestling. It's too street uh, for the culture. I mean, love wrestling and you love wrestling, then we love wrestling. You're not here, you missing out. Is this show? This is-